You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Welcome to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we are in kind of part two of our discussion on the Bible. If you missed part one, it's uploaded. You can go back and find it. Um, That would maybe give you a little more context as we continue in the discussion and talk about it a little bit more. But really the heart behind this topic and the subject and talking about theology in general is um, we are such a biblically driven church. Everything we do from decisions we make as a staff to how we handle things uh, as a staff to what we try to do in the community is all driven by the truth that we find and believe about scripture. So establishing why we can have such confidence in the authority of scripture, I think is a really crucial thing for all of us to do. So Agreed. Last week we talked about uh, scripture. We talked about how we know it can come from God. How do we know we have the right books in the Bible? Uh, Is there evidence to support that everything the Bible says is true? And today we want to take it just a little bit more personal and talk about what your personal walk with scripture can be and how it can maybe be a bigger part of your life. Where to get started if scripture is something that uh, scares you or overwhelms you. Were you? Did you ever have that stage in life where you were intimidated by? Yeah, very scripture? much so. You, usually, people's knowledge of scripture always yeah. just overwhelm me, and especially as a young person, I would look at teachers and stuff and say, "Man, I wished I had that grasp of the Word of God." Yeah. So, yeah, then you kind of shy away yeah. from it. But I, I just think if you take a little every day yep. and keep working through it, I think memorizing scripture, those kinds of things, is just good things mm-hmm. to do, uh, and it has made a real difference in my own walk. Yep. I remember my first like in-person seminary class, we had to just read one verse and he wanted us to kind of pick it apart. And I had kind of some notes and then he's like, hey, here's what it means. I was like, I did not see that. (laughs) So scripture can be a very complicated, intimidating thing. Get into Revelation. It's a whole hot mess over there. It's hard to to pinpoint it and figure it all out. So um, we often say when we talk about scripture that when you're reading this, know that this was inspired by God. Written by men, inspired by God. What does that? What does that mean? I mean, is God's like literal voice speaking to them? Is there? What does it mean when we say inspired? Yeah, I think it's good to go over that. We, we got to know what does it mean for you know Holy Spirit inspired Word of God. What what does it mean inspiration? Because I think that's a critical doctrine. It really is. So so here's what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean hey somebody got kind of all emotional about it. I mean you know we could say that Handel got you know, inspired in order to write the Messiah. Uh, This is much different than that. Um, So it's more than just kind of having this emotion or this feeling or, boy, this went well when I wrote a sermon or wrote a paper or those kinds of things. It's much different than that. But what it's not, just to kind of give you some opposite, it's not also where men were just kind of guided. I mean, they just put their hand on a paper and didn't know what was happening. And boy, it just started writing it. It's not that either. Uh, there is a sense in which God takes ordinary men, their um, you know, interests and desires and their personalities, and he weaves it together. There's certainly a sense in which it's God-controlled, but he uses ordinary people and their walk of life and their perspective and sows that all into something that we believe in its original writings is without error, is inspired by God. I think the best scripture on this is 2 
Peter chapter 1, verse 21, where it says this, Holy men spoke of God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And that's really what inspiration is. So, holy men, but men nonetheless, you know, uh, people that have, uh, you know, warts and habits and hang-ups and struggles, have, have kind of different views on things. So, he takes ordinary men but inspired by the Spirit of God, and they begin to write through their own lens and their own understanding. So inspiration then is just kind of guided and controlled by the Holy Spirit and by God, but speaks through ordinary men as they begin to write. Um, just to kind of expand on that, usually in uh, you know evangelical circles, we talk about verbal and plenary inspiration. So verbal inspiration, we believe, means that every word of the Bible has been inspired by the Holy Spirit, directed and guided and controlled by God. But even plenary, meaning the whole of Scripture, how it was put together, what's included, all of that, we really believe was also guided by God. And again, we talked about it a little bit with regards to the canon, but we believe that if God has the ability to create salvation through Jesus Christ, come to this earth, he certainly knows what to put in Scripture. He certainly inspires it, not only from a verbal perspective, every word, but all of the totality of Scripture as well. What I think is so interesting about Scripture, too, is just the whole um, like revelation of Scripture. So there's obviously what God reveals about himself to us in Scripture, but it's not, it's not all of it. I mean, he's just chosen... Correct. to reveal I, certain aspects of who he is. I think that's a good point uh, because often people want to make God to mm -hmm. be Scripture. That's mm -hmm. not true. God is much bigger than Scripture. But mm -hmm. this is what he's chosen mm -hmm. to reveal about himself through the Word of God. Now, we don't need more than that. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, you've got to always remind yourself since God's omnipotent, omnipresent, he's bigger than Scripture but here's what he's chosen to reveal about himself. In fact, we used to talk about it. Sometimes you can get into kind of evangelical circles, maybe would be a little bit more right and conservative, would be what is called bibliolatry, where we actually worship the Bible rather mm. than worshiping God. And we want to be careful to just recognize that we worship God, but here's what he's chosen to reveal about himself. And we believe it's true and accurate and authoritative and all of those kinds of things, but God's bigger than the Word. Mm -hmm. And then God in his power, which is so cool, then gives us revelation as we're reading it, like that he works through his Holy Spirit as we read it to reveal to us more than maybe what's just on the page. Yeah, and I think that's another good point, Lydia. Is it, there's a sense in which this is Holy Spirit mm -hmm. uh, led and guided and directed. We have to be given insight. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that non-believers always look at Scripture and go, what oh, didn't make any sense to me is because there has to be this resident teacher of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's also another doctrine known as the perspicuity of Scripture, which means, in a sense, the simple truths of Scripture are made known to everybody. Mm -hmm. So even though we struggle with certain Scriptures, we say, boy, that's impossible for me to understand unless I have a seminary degree and those kinds of things. Certainly there's some Scripture. But with regards to the plan of salvation and what needs to be known in order to come into a relationship with Christ and then the Spirit of God takes up residence in our heart is made known to everybody. It's often known as the doctrine of the perspicuity of Scripture. But just those simple things are made known. And then we need the Spirit of God to give us, to illumine Scripture, to give us insight and understanding to understand it. So if we can recognize the importance of Scripture, I saw a quote today actually where it says, if you want to be more like Jesus, you need to be around Jesus more. You need to be in the Bible. You need to be in the Word. You need to be learning uh, what the Bible has to say, not just hearing it from uh, the stage on Sunday mornings. That's not enough. 
you're a great speaker, but that's not enough for people. That's not near enough. So if someone wants to get started, um, I think there's some basic things that they may like questions answered of. So starting with translations, there's so many translations. <laughs> if you have the Bible app, there feels like there's a hundred different translations yeah. that you can choose from. What would you say, hey, here's a translation to start with? Yeah. Uh, first of all, before I get into that, I, I do want to affirm what you said, though. I just think, in fact, I'll make this radical statement. I don't think you can grow as a Christian unless you get into the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I think serving is great. Uh, I think getting around community is great. But I really believe if you're going to grow spiritually, mm-hmm. more to the likeness of Christ, a little bit more like Jesus today than what you were yesterday, mm-hmm. you've got to find a way to get into the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You just do. I don't know a growing dynamic Christian that doesn't know, I got to get to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say that to every person. Man, if you want to grow in Christ or you feel as though your Christian life is stagnant, you got to get to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Now, there's all kinds of different opportunities within that. There really are. In fact, we used to be more concerned about that you know, years ago than we are in today's day and age. It, it used to be kind of the joke was, don't ever read the Living Bible because that's a <laughs> paraphrase. And it literally means what you were doing is actually not going back to the original. You were just taking a translation and you were translating a translation and that was not a good thing. But today's day and age, almost all of them have had sort of a committee of people, committee of scholars that have actually gone back to the original Hebrew and the Greek and written them. I think the New Living Translation is probably one of the best out mm-hmm. there. It's probably the easiest to read. It's accurate with regards mm-hmm. to the Word of God. I still use, but I'm a little older than you, the NIV. Okay, a lot older than you. The New International Version, just Mm -hmm. because I've quoted or Mm -hmm. memorized a lot of scripture as a kid from that. And so that's just kind of stuck with me. Um, I think the message by Eugene Peterson Mm -hmm. is fascinating. If if you want to take it into the modern day vernacular and Mm -hmm. understand it in a greater way, again, he went to the original writings. But I think the New Living Translation, the NIV, um, the message are all good, accurate translations in today's world. And I, I, I don't think, you, you know, you've got to figure out what one works better for you. The most literal one is what they would call the NASB, where literally they mm-hmm. took the Greek and just went down. They took the Hebrew and went down. Man, that but one's hard to read. <laughs> it's very wooden, very hard to read. It's yeah. written in a way that you just don't speak, so yep. it's difficult. So I, mm-hmm. I would look at NLT, yep. NIV. I do. I always read NLT, but I have in the past, and I have found it to be very helpful. If there's a section of scripture that I'm struggling with or something big that I want to get away from, what I love about the Bible app is I'll read it in three or four different translations, and then I feel like I have a little bit better of an all-encompassing understanding of it. That's a very good idea. They have something called the Amplified Bible, too, Mm -hmm. that is actually very good, where it just, it it really expounds each word. Mm -hmm. It just Again, going back to the original, but they just blow it up a little bit for you. Those kinds of things are good tools to have. They'd asked one of my professors, what's the best translation of the Bible uh, that I should read? And he said, whatever one you will read. I would agree with him wholeheartedly on that. You've got to get into the Word of God. So whatever works best for you, they're accurate translations. Mm -hmm. I would do so. So let's say we're working to get more into Scripture. We're working to read the Bible more. I would say this is probably more true of the Old Testament than it is of the New. But if we're reading it and all of a sudden there are things that are brought up, uh, things we're experiencing, especially in the Old Testament, with the violence and wars and um, things that happen there. What do we do if there's things that we're struggling to believe or to agree with or just in general struggling, maybe even with the character of God that we feel like we see in Scripture sometimes? 
Yeah, I, I would say a couple of things on that. First of all, I would say this. I, I would just continue to grapple with it. Mm -hmm. So when you run into a passage that you struggle with, you run into a, a theological concept that you're just not sure you agree with, I would just keep struggling with it, mm -hmm. getting insight and understanding, reading about it. I, I would pray, God, could you give me insight? Because ultimately, in order to understand this, I'm going to need your spirit. Mm -hmm. So just to continue to wrestle with God on those kinds of things, say, hey, hey, here's something, whether it's the literal six days of creation versus, uh, you know, more of epics of time, whether it would be, you know, an issue that's going on in society today and you see scripture saying something different than maybe what feels comfortable for you. I would just say continue to study, continue to pray, continue to say, God, I need to understand what your word has to say on this. So I think God gives us grace in that and allows mm -hmm. us to grapple with that. But the second comment I'd make on, on that is this, is we often pick and choose with regards to Scripture. And I want to remind you, there is a totality, a whole council mm -hmm. of Scripture that at some point in time you and I have to accept. Yeah. It's not like we can pick and choose or else you're going to have to get a scissors mm -hmm. and start cutting out pages of your Bible that you disagree with. So ultimately recognize the goal mm -hmm. is this is the inspired Word of God. Mm -hmm comes from the very mouth of God in its totality, we need to, to eventually say, listen, this is a system that I need to yep. accept. And so we've got to move mm -hmm. toward that. So don't you think when we do that, this is a little bit to the extreme, but when we pick and choose what we want and we pick and choose what we see in God and what we don't see God, all we're doing is basically creating a God that we like and we agree with in our own minds instead of the truth of who he actually exactly. is. Exactly. And we kind of make God down to our size. Mm -hmm. We put him in a box instead of this infinite God that he is. And his ways and thoughts, scriptures tell us, are high above ours. Mm -hmm. so, so for us to try to sort of narrow him down to our thinking only does a real disservice to who the character of God actually is. And listen, let's be honest with each other. There are some things about the character mm -hmm. of God, his wrath, his judgment, mm -hmm. those kinds of things that we struggle with, but it's from our perspective and our you know, thinking, we, we have to have the balance of the totality of who God is. Absolutely. Well, if you are someone who's wanting to get in Scripture more, I would encourage you, if you want to do it on your phone, the YouVersion Bible app is an awesome place to start. There's all sorts of reading plans, even Bible in a Year reading plans that I'm doing by on year two of, so you don't have to actually get through it in a year. You can take your time if you need to as well. Uh, but also, we have Bibles at Sunnybrook as well that are uh, free for you. We have them over at the Next Steps area. We have uh, Spanish Bibles as well, if that's something that you need. So always feel free uh, to stop by and grab one because uh, we truly truly want everyone to have uh, a Bible in their hands. So awesome. Thanks for joining us today. We will be back uh, with you next week. If you are encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.